Coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel, episode 91. Recap an unbelievable week to the NFL and what 0-2 team can still make the postseason. NBA 22-23 season is looming and something I read that disappointed me. MLB action and who's in position to make a push as a wild card. Best and worst this past weekend in college football action and who's my top four teams in college football. This day in sports history, coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining me for another great episode. Episode 91 of Sports Talk with Marcel on this wonderful Wednesday, September the 21st, 2022. Thank you guys for joining me. I have a little of a lot of things to go over. NBA news, a story that I read. Very disappointed in. College football, week two. Um, week two recap, of course. This day in sports history, best and worst of the week. Of course, um, my week three NFL picks. But you know I got to start off with week two of the crazy, crazy, Crazy NFL week. Thursday, last Thursday night, we saw the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Los Angeles Chargers. 27-26 behind Patrick Mahomes, 24 of 35, 235 passing, two touchdowns, and Justin Herbert, 33-48, 333, four yards, three touchdowns, and that costly, costly, costly Interception that eventually cost the L.A. Um, Chargers the game. I'm not really much so blaming the quarterback for that interception that was thrown that was thrown to a rookie. But Everett was, uh, of course, he was tired. The guy's been really busting his head for the last two weeks. Um, on a short week, especially a, sh- a very short week for the Chargers to go on a road, they could have won a game. I believe they would have won a game if it wasn't for the interception. They had a lot of um, opportunities to win a game. And an interception by Asante Sham Jr. was definitely an interception. I don't know why the referees, I don't know what they were seeing, but that was a big turning point of the game. And... Um, Kansas City is a good team. Good team. You cannot make um, costly mistakes like that. When you have opportunities like that, you have to execute. And um, that charge defense is, is, is good, but it wasn't a good showing um, last Thursday night. It really wasn't. They allowed it, Kansas City to do whatever, especially in that first half. They couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. I'm sure no one can at this point. He's coming He's becoming the new version of um, um, Gronkowski. Um, and uh, Kansas City just escaped one. They really escaped one. I'm sure the next time the team meet up, I don't believe the score will be nothing like this. I do believe the Chargers is very, very, a very dangerous team going forward. And I look for this rematch. Sometime later this season. Sunday games, New England go to Pittsburgh and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, 17-14 behind Mac Jones, 21 of 35, 252 yards, one touchdown in an interception. Mitch Trubisky, of all people, 21 of 33, 168 yards, one touchdown, and I believe he threw three interceptions or one interception. I believe it was three. And this is what the problem is for the Steelers. They have a good defense. But they have a quarterback that really haven't proven himself. You was with the Bears, had a decent enough season. That's directly that's that's directly um, because if you had a, you had a good defense in in Van uh, Vangio defense at the time, and you had you had uh, playmakers on offense. But at around that time. He could have been elite. He could have been basically a elite player. If I believe he would have been a, 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 at some point, and I know a lot of people are going to get me get on me about this, but I believe he would have been a elite quarterback if he would have stayed with the Bears. If it, of course it was going to be some hard days, hard roads ahead of him, 
but he have to learn how to win as a quarterback, and he has directly haven't learned it yet. And I believe his fourth or fifth year in the league, um, just not really understanding um, why the Steelers made that move to get him, knowing that they have a good rookie and Pitts behind him, and I will basically get a the get give the starting position to him. I believe it was his to lose all alone. I, I'm thinking they just trying to give him more time, but time is now because in that division is very tough, knowing that all four teams lost Sunday, um, in crazy fashions I must say. But this game, it was a game where Steelers could have won if that's the number one rule as a quarterback. You do not, under no circumstances or conditions turn the ball over you give your offense less opportunity to score the ball and you give your opponent or team more opportunity to have time of possession and new england they basically escaped this i'm sorry but bill belichick is a good coach but he is not known for grooming great quarterbacks the tom brady situation he didn't groom him he just had him by his side tom brady became great over time Due to his experience sitting behind, uh, of course, Drew Bledsoe. But Mitch Trubisky, in this sense, I, I don't know what they can do. At this point, I think Mike Tomlin have to give it over to the rookie right now because you don't want to get yourself down in that division. That division is very tough knowing you have the Ravens. The Browns can do something if... They be stay consistent, but I don't believe it'd be anything without Deshaun Watson, honestly. But you do have the Bengals and Ravens, even though they haven't been playing like the the day uh, themselves. I believe it's come down to those three teams: the Ravens, um, the Ravens, Bengals, and the Steelers for the division. The division is very, very winnable for the Steelers, but if not, they can definitely get into that um, wild card. The Carolina Panthers and the New York Giants. This and, and and this game was just to me personally, it was unbelievable because Carolina fumbled on a very first possession. And I just I just I you just knew it was down down here from there. You just knew it. Daniel Jones, 22 or 34, 176 yards, one touchdown. Didn't do too much, didn't have to do too much, but he did the most important thing. Didn't turn the football over. On the other hand, Baker Mayfield, I don't know what he was thinking about. Uh, but this dude, I, I, I'm honestly starting to say Jalen Hurts is half surpassed him as the best quarterback from Ohio. Well, it's still a toss-up between him and Kyler Murray, but I, I'm I'm starting to believe this may be the end of, and what we seeing now, this could be the end of Baker Mayfield. Didn't make a lot of plays, didn't make any mistakes, but if if it wasn't for Christian McCaffrey, 15 carries, 102 yards, this game would have been. 27, 10, 27, 12. It would have been field goals for the Carolina Panthers. And I'm having a hard time sitting here understanding, can Carol, do Carolina really believe they can win with Baker Mayfield? I'm having a hard time believing that myself. New York Jets, of all teams, go to Cleveland and upset the Browns in the most craziest way you can imagine. The Cleveland Browns had the lead under two minutes. I believe it was a 14-point lead in under two minutes. And I don't know how they let that slip away. Joe Flacco go down. Corby Davis touchdown. And it's not many times... Teams are successful on an onside kick, but it was destined for the Jets to win this game because there's no way anyone expected the Jets to get the onside kick. They did. They went on to score with 14 seconds left. Upset in Cleveland, 31 to 30. Joe Flacco. We had a we had a we had a sighting of old Joe Flacco, the Baltimore Ravens version. 
He completed 26 of 44, 307 yards, four touchdowns. Jacoby Brissett. 22 of 27, 229 yards, one touchdown and an interception that he basically knew it was over. The interception was it was so costly. He threw it right to the defender to cost the game. Last possession for the Cleveland Browns. They absolutely is wetting the bear right now. I believe they will be absolutely nothing uh, without Deshaun Watson, as I previously stated. They are probably becoming the worst team in the AFC, if not the NFL. The Indianapolis Colts, where they always go have a tough time in Jacksonville, actually get shut out Sunday, 24 to nothing. Behind Trevor Lawrence, 25 of 30, 235 yards, two touchdowns. And Matt Ryan, we are another quarterback that his career is declining as we speak. 16 of 30, 195 yards, three interceptions. When you throw on three interceptions against a team that just went back-to-back first-round picks, you know it's a problem. It's becoming a major problem. And let's understand this right now. Indianapolis Colts, don't go get no more veteran in the quarterbacks because it's obviously not working with Matt Ryan. And some will say this division is still winnable because the AFC South absolutely sucks. No team have won a game before Jacksonville won Sunday. And can you believe Jacksonville Jaguars, of all teams, are on the top of their own division? I honestly can't even tell you the last time they was on the division. It had to be at least five, six years ago. But they absolutely are on the division. No team in the AFC South have won a game but Jacksonville Jaguars. That that itself should understand how horrible this division is. The Miami Dolphins come back in tremendous fashion against the Baltimore Ravens, beat them 42-38. Miami Dolphins. I really couldn't believe what I was watching. You tell me, and this and this rare and this 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 rarely happened. The Baltimore Ravens allowed the Miami Dolphins to outscore them twenty eight to three in the fourth quarter. This game was over. This game was over entering the fourth quarter. Tua, hats off to you, brother. This dude straight out ball, 36 of 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. If that didn't prove that he's going to be the starter for the Miami Dolphins for the next couple of couple more years, I don't know what to tell you. But Jaden Waddle and Tariq Hill are a, a dangerous combination. Right now, to me, they are the best. One-two punch in the NFL as wide receivers. You can, I, don't even, I don't even think there's no one close. These guys both had 11 receptions. Over 190 yards for Tariq Hill. 172 for Jaden Waddle. Both two touchdowns apiece. Extraordinary day for the Miami Dolphins fans. All I'm going to say, Lamar Jackson did what he could do. He didn't turn the ball over. 21-29, 318 yards. Three touchdowns, but that defense, my God. Can anyone, and it's the reason why I don't have them winning the division, because their defense is so garbage. You allow 28 points in the fourth quarter. You have to, some blame have to go to the offense. They didn't move the ball efficient enough for that third, for that fourth quarter. They didn't, and I believe, and I believe this, as much as I love John Harbaugh, I believe this could be his final season as the Baltimore Ravens coach. If they don't win Super Bowl or get deep in the playoff, he definitely gone next season. If not, I don't know what they I don't know what they doing. I don't, I guess they don't want to win if they if they don't move him after this season. If they don't win a Super Bowl or go deep in the playoff, I don't know what the Baltimore Ravens doing. I really don't. 
But a tremendous day for Tour. Absolutely. Tour really showed his um, leadership this day, um, um, this past Sunday. Tampa Bay in New Orleans. We had a, we had a shuffle, a, a, a scuffle between Mike Evans and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Again, both were suspended. But that's not even a bigger problem to me. That's not even the biggest problem in this game. Tom Brady. Now, I don't know. I, I love me some Tom Brady. I knew what he was going to do. I just didn't expect him to do it the way he did it. This dude has been playing for, I don't know, 21st, 22nd, 20, I believe 23rd year. Yeah, 23rd year. NFL, cool. I really, and I'm not going to put it out there like that, but I think his personal problems going to become a problem to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really do believe that, but he had a tremendous game, a decent enough game to win. 18 of 34, 190 yards, one interception. Jameis Winston. Winston, can't even pronounce his name correctly. He is so trash. And this is what I said all along. New Orleans signed him for what? Dennis Allen, I don't know what you see in him that I don't know what you see in him that the dude is the first quarterback in history to throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. I don't know what do you see in him that are going to make you believe he's going to win that division over time, Brady. I'm sorry. He threw 240 yards, two, um, 25 or 40, throwing 236 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, one pick. One interception that he threw was a pick. The other interception he threw was um, in double coverage. He don't make smart decisions with the ball. And we all know, we go back to his, 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 his baby steps, ABCs, one, two, threes. NFL, you do not turn the football over as a quarterback. That will eventually cost you your job. And what can they honestly do? Do you think they're going to go to um, Tatum? They can't go to him because he's, a, he's, he's more of a versatile quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I don't believe he's the answer either. New Orleans, this upcoming free agency, upcoming draft, do something with the quarterback position because – these two quarterbacks you have now just ain't it. I'm sorry. The Washington Commanders and the Detroit Lions. A tremendous win from the Detroit Lions, 36-27. They almost let this game go, I must say. Um, Jared Goff, 220 of 34, 256 yards, four touchdowns. Carson Wentz, I don't know what to say about this dude, man. 30 of 46, 337 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. This dude... Carson Wentz, I just don't know what to say. I'm really trying to gather my words and my thoughts because this is the third team in, I believe, three years that he have been absolutely horrible. Absolutely. Everybody thought Indianapolis was the place. It wasn't there for him. Everybody, and I really expected that. I really expected it, so I blame myself right now. For Carson Wentz playing the way he playing, because I actually expected Washington at least win at the. I expect I picked them to win that division. But the way he playing, don't be surprised if they're at the bottom at the end of the year. He played absolutely horrible, absolutely horrible. Seattle and San Francisco, another game that was kind of like you know, we all saw it coming, with the demeanor. San Francisco win behind a veteran, Jimmy Garoppolo, 27-7 uh, to seven behind Seattle Seahawks. Jimmy Garoppolo, 30, 13 of 21, 554 yards, one touchdown. Trey Lance did um, tear some. I believe it was a, a, a fibula or whatever. It was in the feet, ankle, whatever. But I've said this since day one, and I cannot express this enough. Trey Lance is not ready to be a quarterback. He's just not. We saw what he did last week in Chicago in the rain. Don't blame the rain. That can be any conditions. You have to learn how to not turn the football over and learn how to read defense, learn how to get out of the pocket, do something with your feet. The dude had one year in college. 
and they expect him to be the next Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no way in hell if I'm that coach, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm starting Trey Lance over Jimmy Garoppolo. You was a game away from Super, from your second, from your third, or I believe third Super Bowl, first as second as a coach. And we come into the this season with you with a new with a second year rookie? No. It's does not no. It's just not how it's supposed to be. And I think John Lynch, if you don't fix this as much as I love you, brother, one of my favorite NFL players on defense, John Lynch, if you don't fix this, your job going to be gone. I'm just saying. Geno Smith, another one. 24-30, 197 yards, 197 throwing yards, one interception. It's the reason it's almost been 10 years since you started. No one believes in you. And I, I, I can't believe and how you play. I don't understand. You have legs. Get out of the pocket. Get out of the pocket. Geno Smith, I, I don't know what, I don't know what um Pete Carroll seeing him. Good quarterback, good person. But a quarterback that can win you games, maybe in Seattle, but not in San Fran. I'm sorry. It can win you games when you play home games. Not on the road. I just don't believe it, you know, Smith. As, as much as it's hard to hit me to say, I have to be honest. Geno Smith is not the guy for the uh, behind um, center in Seattle. And that's all I'm going to say about that one. The Atlanta Falcons almost came back but came up just short. They should know how it is to come back on the opposite side as far as giving up the company, uh, giving up. You build a lead last week. You let New Orleans come back and beat you. Then you blow almost. Then you almost come back. But you just couldn't get it done. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Matthew Stafford, he is starting to have the Detroit Lions itch. And when I mean say itch, he seemed like he's playing for the Detroit Lions instead of the LA Rams. I'm sorry. 27 to 36, 272 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. That is caliber. That is Detroit Lions stats that he's putting up as the Ram. I can tell you right now, when I made my Super Bowl picks, the Buffalo Bills and LA Rams, I'm starting to believe one of those teams ain't going to make it. And it's not Buffalo. It's them L.A. Rams. If if Matthew Stafford continues to throw the ball over, turn the ball over as the way he's doing weekly, he's been two weeks. He had through more than two, at least two picks in both games. At home. Just imagine if this was on the road. Marcus Mariota, 17 of 26, 196 yards, two touchdowns, of course, two interceptions. Marcus Mariota. I love you. He had a good career at, um, I believe, Oregon as an Oregon Ducks. One of my favorite college teams. But, man, his career is is fastly declining, just like Jameis Winston. They came in number one and number two. They about to leave number one and number two because they are absolutely horrible right now. They were supposed to be the Patrick Mahomes, the um, Joe Burrow, the J- Josh Allen, and the um, Justin Herbert. Now they're becoming um Jamarcus Russell is not there's not quite be like him but they narrowed down that role of becoming some of the biggest buzz as quarterbacks in NFL history because this is fourth team in career at quarterback not looking good for you buddy it's just not once you was removed out of Tennessee of all people around Tannehill I knew you was you was on your way down and that's exactly what he had. Down, down, down. Of course, Arizona and Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, man, they blow a 20-0 to zero lead quickly. Another team, you up 20. And you allow a team to score 29 to your three. You just can't write stuff like this, man. You cannot write stuff like this. Another blown lead on Sunday, this past Sunday itself. I don't remember ever seeing stuff like this on, on, on one Sunday. 
Three teams blow leads. That's up by double digits. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Arm Arm Hair was always said it, and it still should stick with each every player in that locker room. You play to win the game. You never count out these teams nowadays. 20 to nothing, I thought it was over for the Arizona Cardinals. I, I thought they had no way of winning in, in Las Vegas anyway. But the way they won, my God. Hunter Renfro, let me tell you something, man. Your weekly things from here on out should be controlling the ball. Controlling, working on your hand gestures of the ball because the way you tried to fight for yards and still fumbled, I bet that was a tough feeling in the locker room for you. Kyler Murray, 31 of 49, 277 yards. One touchdown, one interception. He did run it in for the um for the tie. They converted on the two-point conversion. And of course, Hunter Renfro fumbled the ball. And one of the defenders pick it up and runs it in for the touchdown. Derek Carr, 25 of 39, 252 yards, two touchdowns. He did what he could do. But that defense is absolutely horrible. I don't know why the Vegas, Vegas Raiders hire Josh McDaniels. I don't get it. It didn't work in Denver, and I don't think you th- I don't even think they had a decent coach last year. I forgot his name. But that team came around him, and they won some of a couple of them games. They, clo- they came close to beating Cincinnati in the wild card. But, man, I wish they would have kept him. I wish they would have kept him. But Derek Carr, I don't know. I, I don't know if this team, as good as a quarterback he is, man, I don't believe this team really going much, doing, going nowhere, especially the, at the, at the, um, as the defense is atrocious. They really have no um, – um, key key um, playmakers besides Crosby, secondary awful. It's just uh, it's just it's just a it's just a mess as a it's just a mess for the Raiders defense. It's, it's horrible. Houston and Denver, another horrible game. Denver wins sixteen to nine behind a horrible Russell Wilson. And I must say this, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is having one of the worst seasons of his career. Can I believe I just said that? But it is true. It is true. 14 to 31, 219 yards. One touchdown and one interception. Davis Mills, 19 of 38, 177 yards. There's nothing good you really can say about this game. Nothing, not, not from the coaching aspect. Somebody had to win. Of, of course, the home. Uh, uh, for, unfortunately, the home team won. But this game was just atrocious. This Denver Broncos head coach, I don't even know his name. I didn't, and then thank you, something like that. He don't know coaching if you set him in a room with the greats of coaching. I do not understand his forte as a coach. I don't get it. I don't understand. He made a stupid mistake in Seattle. The most dumbest mistake I ever seen in my life, honestly, as a football coach. I don't understand how you run a minute, how you go from a minute to 20 seconds and you have all your timeouts. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand that whatsoever, but he got to be absolute roast, the roast, the worst coach I ever seen in all of all levels of football, high school, college, and in the pros. Cincinnati, another team, zero and two team that's having problems this season. They go to Dallas and lose. Cooper Rush, of all people, 19 to 31, 235 yards, one touchdown. Joe Burrow, I'm surprised he got what he got. 24 of 3,699 yards, one touchdown. Didn't do absolutely nothing. They couldn't do absolutely nothing on offense first half. I saw the entire second and third quarter and the fourth. They couldn't do absolutely 
nothing on offense. Absolutely nothing. They couldn't run a ball. They couldn't block. They couldn't do absolutely nothing. They this game was so winnable for um Cincinnati. They had so many times. They had plenty of times in the third quarter to really make this game very interesting in the way it is. But they did lose on a late field goal. And Dallas is now in the win column. Dallas is now in the win column. And I just don't know what I don't I don't know what's going on with Cincinnati, man. I don't know if it's from the Super Bowl loss. You lose the way you lost last week when you came close to winning, but it seemed like nobody wanted that game in overtime. Um, you go to Dallas, where it was a, it was a, a, a it should have been a definitely win for y'all. I, I don't know what happened in it. I don't know what happened on the way to Dallas or preparing for the Dallas. It just didn't get it done. The Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers Sunday Night Football Green Bay. 27-10 over Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 25. 223 yards. Two touchdowns. Justin Fields, 7-11. 70 yards. Not ever going to get it done in the pros. David um, David Montgomery, 122 yards on the ground. But that Bears team, that offense, I don't know what's going on. I'll I tell you what. That probably was probably the one of the worst Sunday night offenses I ever seen. The Bears couldn't do nothing. And I was really rooting for them to win that game. I was really rooting for them to win that game. Um I must say this. That last touchdown, um that Justin Fields they they say it wasn't a touchdown, but if you look very clearly, the ball is past the um the mark, the white line. It is definitely past the white line. Um and I believe the Bears were cheated. I really will. I really do believe they were cheated out of that game. Um, unfortunate they had to be against the Green Bay Packers of all people. You know how Bears fans hate. Some do hate the Packers. I don't know why, but that's none of my business. Football is football. And Monday Night Football. The one of the most blowouts. Well, I would say un- most uncompetitive Monday Night Football games I've seen in quite a while. The Buffalo Bills blow out the Tennessee Titans, forty-one to seven. The game was over going into the fourth, and. Josh Allen is showing me, he is really showing me that within within five weeks, I believe he's the clear cut. Within five weeks, he will be the clear cut MVP right now. 26 to 38, 317 yards, four touchdowns. And boy, what do I, what can I say about Ryan Tannehill? What can I say that I already haven't said? I've said this last year on this podcast. Sports talk with Marcel, to be exact. 11 to 20, 170, 17 yards, two interceptions. I've said this. Rex Ryan, I mean, not Rex Ryan, but Ryan Tannehill is not the quarterback will get Tennessee Titans to the promised land. Trust and believe me when I tell you that when you play like this on Prime TV with everybody watching, it was bad enough how you threw that Cincinnati game in a wild divisional round last season. And you come back and you wet the bed on Monday Night Football. What what can we say, man? What what can I say? I'm not I'm not gonna say I was right. It's like this. When you see someone, how they play, what they flaws, the mistakes they make. You have to believe that they that's they that's what they're capable of majority of the games that they play. And just like Ryan Tannehill showed us last season in that division round, last Monday night, 
he showed us the same thing. He is not the guy in Tennessee. Tennessee would never win Super Bowl with him. And the other Monday Night Football game, the Philadelphia Eagles just came and just played against the Minnesota Vikings. As much as the Minnesota Vikings looked good last week, they was out. They was outplayed, out hustled, out smart, out coach. Everything. J- um, Jalen Hurts, two and twenty six of thirty one, three hundred thirty three yards, one touchdown and one interception. Kirk Cousins, man, two twenty seven of forty six, two hundred twenty one yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Not going to get it done, man. It's just not going to get it done. Even though I still have anyone in that division, it that will not get the job done. It just won't in most cases. It, it just won't. That game was over before we knew it. It was no way. It was no way Minnesota was winning that game. College football, if I can find it. Where is it at? Here we go. College football, Miami lose. In horrible fashion. Well, I wouldn't even say horrible fashion. They didn't score a touchdown. Um, 17-9 against Texas A&M. UTSA, 20. And Texas, of course, to that loss to Alabama, 41-20. to Pittsburgh take care of Michigan, Western Michigan, thirty-four to thirteen. South Florida come close to Florida Gators, but they drop to three points, thirty-one twenty-eight. Missouri State fall to Arkansas, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. Arkansas Pan Bluff lose horribly to Oklahoma State Cowboys, sixty-three to seven. Texas Tech come close to NC State, but they lose twenty-seven to fourteen. Old Miss blowout Georgia Tech 42-0. BYU come went to Oregon and got shut out. Not shut out, but beat. 41-20. Penn State beat Arvin 41-12. And the Oklahoma Sooners take care of Nebraska 49-14. Connecticut get shut out by Michigan Wolverines 59-0. Toledo go to Ohio State and Gave up 77 points to the Buckeyes, 77 to 21. LA Monroe, same same situation, 61 to 7 against number two ranked Alabama. And Georgia, Bulldogs, the champs, take care of the, the um, South Carolina Gamecocks, 48 to 7. You already know what time for this day in sports history. In 1955, in his very last fight, undefeated world heavyweight champion Rocky Marciano KOs light heavyweight Archie Moore in the ninth round at Yankee Stadium in New York City. In 1986, the New York Jets beat the Miami Dolphins 51-45 in overtime as both quarterbacks combined through a record at the time of 884 yards. In the same year, San Diego Padre Jimmy Jones pitches one hitter in his major league debut. And finally, in 1999, the U.S. basketball announced the Dream Team for the 1992 Olympics. That was this day in sports history. Ladies and gentlemen, that was this day in sports history. NBA is looming. NBA 2022-23 season is quickly approaching. Preseason, I believe, start next week. I don't watch preseason games. I must let you guys know. I just don't. It's, it's no reason for me to watch. It's, it, some can say it's still, you know, it's basketball, but I'm more of about the um, it don't count phrase. It don't count. It don't mean nothing. We just basically just, it's more of a warm-up game, you know, to get prepared for the season. But open tonight, I'm looking forward to it. You have the Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics. And you have the LA Lakers visiting the Golden State Warriors. 
I would have, I would have did that schedule a little bit different for the opening night. But I'm gonna leave. I'm, I'll say that for a different day. Speaking of Golden State, Steph Curry told Rolling Stone last month that the Golden State Warriors had intentionally talked about acquiring Kevin Durant, that he would love to play with him again, again with his former team, who ultimate, who ultimately. Reconciled with the Brooklyn Nets. Kirby said there was a conversation intentionally amongst us about if he was available. Would you? Every team have those conversations, and obviously in our situation, they're gonna call me and ask me, How do you feel about it? Kirby said, who did multiple interviews with the magazine as part of the October cover story. Kirby said he was never hesitant in endorsing the idea of a, of a reunion with Durant, who has his teammate for three, who was his teammate for three seasons in which the Warriors won two championships and Kevin Durant won back to back NBA Finals MVP. Rightfully so, Durant's time with the Warriors ended in 2019 when he departed from the Brooklyn Nets in a sign and trade deal. Curry also said he talked to his brother, Seth Curry, who is currently teammates with Kevin Durant on the team. The idea of playing with KD and knowing who he is as a person. From our history in those three years, I think Kevin Durant is a really good dude. I think he is misunderstood, of course. Steph Curry said, I think he had certain things happen in his life that hurt his ability to trust people around him. And the system making him feel safe at all times. So all of those things I understand. Having played with him and gotten to know him. I love that dude. Curry. However, said that he although he entertained the idea of playing again with Devin Ramp, he had to reconsider he had to consider what a trade for from MV will cost. And he has a full confidence that the world can repeat as champion with that current roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 sound nice, but the fact that you're thinking about that is kind of it's kind of disappointing to me. It's kind of really disappointing to me. Yeah, you thought about it, but then again, you felt Curry. Who you who you who you you was a good player, man. You one of the best. But who you think you fooling, sir? Are you serious? You think you gonna have? You gonna put that out in the article? And you think I'm going to believe, oh, he ain't really mean that. Oh, he mean every word of it because he knew what the Warriors was going to have to give up. The entire roster, really, <laughs> if you ask me, majority of them players. Andrew Wiggins um, on Wiseman. Um, I believe Jordan um, Poole is gone. Is he? I believe he gone. I think he signed with the Lakers. Yeah, he signed with the Lakers, I believe. And you would have gave up a couple other pieces for him. So you would have had nobodies. And that's just something you just don't do. I, I'm not understanding that. I really not, I'm really not. I'm not a big fan of wanting to reunite with somebody. Yeah, you can say all of this, Curry. We know the kind of player you are, man. You are one of you are close to being come becoming the, the a top five. You have to do something to get to that. You have to do more to get to it though. But you you are up there. But the fact that you won one before him and with him and after him, there's no point to reunite with him. That's my point. I'm I'm over it. MLB. Last night action. I'm very disappointed in one particular team. You would know who it is. The Arizona Cardinals. I mean, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I wish. The Arizona Diamondbacks lose their first ever doubleheader to the Los Angeles Dodgers. 6-3. The Boston Red Sox take care of the Cincinnati Reds 5-3. to three. The Chicago Cubs in Miami, they beat the Marlins 2-1. to one. They both are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Of course, they had horrible seasons. Houston shut out Tampa Bay Rays 5-0. to zero. A Amazing game in Philly with the Toronto Blue um, Jackets. I mean, Blue, J- Blue, Blue Jays. Sorry, my God. I'm, not th- I'm thinking of two head of hockey. Um, Toronto Blue Jays. Take care of Philadelphia Phillies, 18-11. The New York Yankees barely beat the Pittsburgh Pirates, 9-8. The Detroit um, Tigers take care of the Baltimore Orioles, 3-2. to 
The Washington Nationals take um, lose um, close one to Atlanta Braves three to two. Atlanta Braves are in position. They are po. They are. Um, they are made a playoff berth, but they still trying to fight for that second seed in that playoff um, playoff position. The Mets take care of Milwaukee Brewers seven and seven and five. So if if the New York Mets continues to win, of course they'll clinch that NL East. The LA Angels take care of Texas Rangers five to two. The Minnesota Twins lose by one to the Kansas City Royals five to four. I believe that playoff dreams are about to be sh- be closed in a couple of days. And the game that very disappointed me, Chicago White Sox let go a close one. They lose to the Cleveland Guardians 10 to 7. They allowed five runs in that 11th inning. Unbelievable. San Francisco Giants take care of the Cardinal Rockies 6 to 3. Seattle and Oakland, Oakland win four to one against Seattle. Seattle fight, but keeping that wild card going. St. Louis lose, get shut out by the San Diego Padres. Both teams are actually going to make the postseason, and I would love to see this first the first game as a first round matchup, wild card matchup to be exactly five to zero against the Cardinals. San Diego take care of them, and the doubleheader. Arizona come back and win the doubleheader. Um, five to two over the LA Dodgers. All games last night are being played again today, and of course Thursday, Chicago Cubs travel to Pittsburgh to play the Pirates. Houston's in Baltimore. Men, Milwaukee travel to Cincinnati. They have to get something going because season is there and down. Toronto fly out to Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and Philly should be a tremendous season. Of course. Boston and New York again, I believe, for the final time this season. L.A. Angels and the Texas Rangers, Minnesota, Kansas City Royals, the Cleveland Guardians and White Sox again Thursday night. White Sox have to continue, have to get some games against Cleveland if they want to get that division crown. Um, San Francisco and Colorado, Seattle and Oakland, St. Louis and San Diego. The Arizona Diamondbacks close out their series in L.A. Thursday night. NL East, the UMS is about two games above the Atlanta Braves. Both have clinched playoff, but none neither has clinched that division. New York Mets still lead 95-55. And Atlanta Braves at 95, 93-55. L.A. Dodgers, of course. It seems like every year they win 100 games, man. 103, of course they got their division wrapped up. Number one seed going into the postseason. Please believe it will happen. The St. Louis Cardinals about to wrap that NL Central up. 87 wins and only 62 losses. And they and the only team is trailing them. Only team is behind them that really have no chance at this point is the Milwaukee Brewers. 78 and 70. The NL wild card, very interesting. The three teams in position to hold that wild card is the Atlanta Braves, San Diego Padres, and the Philadelphia Phillies. They are two games above Milwaukee, so Milwaukee have to really start winning. Really, really have to start winning right now to hold on to to get that last wild card. And AL East, the New York Yankees. Have two teams behind them. That is the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays are eighty-two and sixty-six with sixty-six losses, and of course the Toronto Blue Jays eighty-four wins and sixty-four losses. There are absolutely five, six games in between that AL East crowned, and of course another team that have clinched that division is the Houston. Astros at 98 wins and 51 losses. They have clinched their fall, also clinched the first round. On to, to the, um, I believe, the NL, the ALDS. So we won't see them in a wild card. Um, the AL Central is still up for grabs between the Cleveland Guardians at 81 wins and 67 losses. 
The Chicago White Sox had 76 wins and 72 losses. And they have, I believe, a couple more games. Chicago White Sox have to do something. They have they five games out of they five games behind. Minnesota's not really catching them. They what eight games behind Cleveland. They is not catching them. Um, MLB Major League Baseball new postseason format for the 2022 season expanded the playing field, creates more games, and introduce introduce a different path of um the path to the pennant. The wildcard game has been um has been eliminated and gone and gone is the one game playoff who breaks the tie in the standings. Instead, the league has introduced a three-game wildcard series. Um, according, Additionally, MLB has widened the playoff field to 10 to 12. Just like, I believe it's something like the NH, um, NFL, but the NFL have one team that do the bye and the other one play the wildcard. Um, so if we was to say, oh, let me get to the AL wildcard. AL wildcard of Toronto. Um, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Seattle. So if you will say, let's go to NL first. So NL, it would be the Dodgers, number one seed, and number two seed, the Mets. They were all those two teams will automatically advance to the NLDS. The remaining four teams. The remaining four teams will, will be the St. Louis Cardinals. Atlanta Braves, San Diego Padres, and Philadelphia Phillies. Those teams will play against each other in a three-game set. Whichever team win no series, move on to play the Mets and the Dodgers. Same as for the AL. Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Seattle will play um, the winner of the AL Central and the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros will advance to, of course, the ALDS. We won't see those into ALDS. College football week three preview. Baylor is in Iowa to play the, I believe, the Cologne, Cologne, something like that. Um, the um, Rhode Island is in Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh. Um, Texas Longhorns and Texas Tech should be a tremendous game. This team always have tremendous games when they come together. Tulsa and Ole Miss. I, I'm expecting another shutout for um, Oak Ole Miss. They Lane Kiffin got their team playing like they really wanted. Stanford and Washington. Washington upset at Michigan State last week. We'll see what they do against this week against Stanford. Um, I believe that was week one. Was it week one? I believe it was week one or week two. Um, Arizona, they, Utah and Arizona State. Oregon Ducks go to Washington to play the Washington State. Um, Tigers, I believe it's Tigers or Lions. The 20, um, 20-ranked Florida Gators. Tennessee, another classic going down. Tennessee Volunteers should be a tremendous, class, tremendous game. Clemson, Tigers, and the Wake Forest. Another tremendous matchup. The USC Trojans, Oklahoma's, um, oh, Oregon State, excuse me, Oregon State, Beavers should be a tremendous game. Texas A&M and Arkansas. Maryland visit the Michigan Wolverines. And the Wisconsin Badgers against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Of, um, Vanderbilt and Alabama, blowout coming. Kent State against the number one team is Georgia. But is they my number one team? Let's take a look. My number four team. This is based off what I've seen from these teams already. Ohio State number four team. My personal opinion. They haven't beat nobody to me personally. I'm just waiting for that matchup against them in Michigan. Number three team. Simply because they beat Texas by one. Alabama. And my number two team. They could be they could easily be my number one, but they not. Georgia Bulldogs, my number one team, who have scored 50 points in all three of their games. Not only that, but they have scored outscored their opponents. Check this out. 166 to 17. 
one of my favorite colleges growing up. Still to this day, one of my favorite colleges, the Michigan Wolverines. I believe they're the number one team. I believe it will be them Alabama at some point in the national championship. But Michigan, Jim Harbaugh got them boys playing some, man, some closed mouth, some playing, making them have playing a very aggressive, very, very ready to play every game day, energized. You know, consistent on defense. That defense is amazing. Michigan Wolverines is my number one team in the nation. And, of course, all what you all really been waiting for, my week three NFL picks starting tomorrow night against a game I may not watch because it's, it's, it's horrible. I'll be at work, but I, if I wasn't at work, I would not be watching this. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, I will go with Pittsburgh easily because that loss Sunday against the Jets will take this week. Coming off of that, we're in a short week. I don't think they will have it, and I picked, I'm taking Pittsburgh to win that game. Sunday game, I had the I, I read it was a pick'em game. Buffalo and Miami. Everybody would easily pick Buffalo, but if you look back at the history of the Buffalo and Miami, in Miami, Miami get the best of them at, at times, and that's why I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. I know some of you may not like it, but I have to go with what I've seen in the history of this matchup when they in Miami, and Miami get the best of the Buffalo Bills, no matter who has the quarterback. I believe they will get the best of the Buffalo Bills Sunday. I'm going to the Miami Dolphins. Cincinnati and New York Jets, as much as the New York Jets is on a high off a tremendous win, it was it will definitely come to an end this Sunday. They will lose against Cincinnati Bengals. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. I don't know, really know what they can do. It's it's a landslide for me. I will go with the Raiders easy. It might be a blowout. I'll say 27 to 4 or 7. New Orleans Saints against the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans have to win this game. Well, they really don't, but you can't lose to Baker Mayfield, Jameis. You can't lose to him. I will go with New Orleans Saints to win this game easy. Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots. This will be New England Patriots' home well, um, opening, um, home opener, and I believe it will happen with a loss. I will go again. I will go with the Baltimore Ravens. Don't be surprised if they come out very, very, very aggressive on their defense. Detroit and Minnesota. Much I love Dan Campbell and I love Detroit Lions football. That grid. I don't think they will get it done this Sunday. I go with Minnesota. I could be wrong though. Knowing how Minnesota is, my God, they are one team that turn the football over too much. I will go with the Minnesota Vikings though to win this game. Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera, I don't know what it is, but he loved playing them Eagles. And everybody got the Eagles winning. I know they favor to win this game, but they're not favored to me. I'm going to pick the Washington Commanders. I just think Washington going to come out, you know, running that ball down Philly throat. I will take the um, Commanders to win Sunday. Kansas City, any other close? Who you think I'm picking? Chiefs by at least 20. Houston and Chicago. I don't believe Houston will do absolutely. I don't even think they will score a touchdown. And, I, and, and if they score a touchdown, I will, I will come on this show and I will say I was wrong. I will say something um, or I will, I will do. I, I don't know what I would do. But if they score a touchdown, I would be surprised. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the L.A. Chargers. Do you think the Chargers lose the Jacksonville Jaguars? I don't think so. If they do, I, I just can't even I can't even fathom some silliness like that to happen Sunday. I don't believe it will happen. I'm going with the Chargers. The LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. LA Rams, you almost choked against the Atlanta Falcons. But you ain't going to choke Sunday. You're just going to lose. I'm going to Arizona Cardinals. Green Bay Packers against Tom Brady. Who you think I'm picking? I'm going with Tampa Bay. I don't believe in that Green Bay defense whatsoever. 
the Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks, as much I would love to pick Atlanta, I don't think they that good to beat Seattle in Seattle with that crowd. I don't I don't see it happening. I'm going to Seattle Seahawks. And Sunday night game, which shouldn't be a Sunday night game, I don't know why. The San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. Who cares? But I'll go with the 49ers simply because of Jimmy G. What a what what a what a talent. What a talent the 49ers was about to waste. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants close out week three. Dallas Cowboys, they first Monday night football game of the season. And I see them losing to Daniel Jones. I'll take the Giants. And that was my NFL piece for week three. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out, we're going over the best and worst of the week. The absolute worst was the Ravens, Browns, and the Raiders defense. Couldn't stop absolutely nobody. Your team had big leads and you couldn't, and you three teams couldn't do absolutely nothing to stop it on defense. And of course, Minnesota guard Anthony Edwards said some of the most stupidest stuff on social media. If you don't know what he said, Google his name and it will pop right up. Stay off social media when you have, when you want to post opinions. Don't do it. Just don't do it. The absolute best was no doubt about it. Becky Hammond and the Las Vegas Ace win the WNBA championship. My girl Becky Hammond coaching right on the pop, uh, Greg Popovich win her championship as a coach for the Las Vegas Ace. And of course, Tua, Tua Tonga Iola, career day in Baltimore, four, was six touchdowns, over 450 passing. Tremendous day. He had proved that he would not be the next Jamarcus Russell. That would do it for this episode of Sports Talk Marcel, episode 91. Make sure you guys come back to the same place next week for episode 92. Make sure you guys have a good week and a good weekend. I will see you next week. As always, be good, be great, and be blessed. See you next week. <laughs>